Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Mentally, I feel like we've had a week off, even though we're doing this earlier than we usually do. I know. I don't know why. I guess just because it's on a different day. Yeah. Slightly I different time. It feels, you know. Yeah. Everything feels crazy and weird. That is true. And it's, I'm sure the only reason it feels crazy and weird is because we're doing our podcast on a slightly different date and time. There's nothing else in the world that's making this feel weird. No. Um, but you... Got to take a little vacay. Yeah, I did. My one of my rare pandemic vacays. I guess this is my second one. I went to Joshua Tree, California, which that's was, a pretty goopy environment. I feel like. I feel like it's goopy too. I, well, I remember Molly Boz was like locked down there at the beginning of the pandemic and made it seem really glamorous. She did. Um, I actually drove by. I when I was there, I kind of went through her her like little saved story about where she what she did while she was there and oh nice yeah but it didn't there was one like natural I don't know if it's a natural wine store probably not but there's like a wine store there that she said she went to but I didn't go um but were most most things were open um I couldn't really tell um because it's like it there's not that much to do there other than go to the park there's like one big stretch of highway with a couple there's like a pizza place that everybody goes to and says you should try so we went there and tried like their garlic pizza that's like a big to do i love small town like sort of vacation spot pizza places in unexpected yeah. places i feel like they're always really good yeah it actually was really good it was not something i never i ever would have ordered like if it wasn't the the pizza that everyone gets because it has huge chunks of roasted garlic and mm. like globs of pesto and sun, your least favorite sun but Ugh. it does complete the holy trinity the sun-dried tomatoes so it was 
I thought it was pretty good. That's how, I mean, sun-dried tomatoes definitely would turn me off a little bit, but otherwise I, I love uh, a pesto pizza with lots of garlic. Um, I got, there's that place Hail Mary in my neighborhood. That's like a fancy pizza place. And yeah, I've been there. They're doing one now that's um, hazelnut pesto and Tahitian squash. Oh, that sounds good. Which is really, really good. Um, yeah, it was called like something like, I'm not going to totally remember, but it's like pizza pie for the people, I think. That's pizza awesome. For people, pie for the people, something like that. It was good. Um, and, you know, just hiking, just sort of hanging out, very low key. Uh, sounds restorative. It was restored. Although I feel like I came back sort of out of it. I, I always need a day or two to adjust to coming back from a trip, even if I was only gone for a couple of days. Oh yeah. Like the, I mean, especially if you're, well, I guess driving and flying are both, um, exhausting in their own ways, but they both have their challenges. I mean, if I'm flying, I need two days to get over like the hangover. Cause I get, I drink so much before I get on a plane. Cause I'm scared. And then driving, I just need to like get my sea legs back I guess I love that you asked me like how many drinks I was gonna have on my one hour flight to Oakland tomorrow yeah well I would have had a I I would be drinking like if I go to the airport I drank I mean first of all if you go to the Burbank airport it's almost impossible well there's like one bar there but it's not very appealing and it definitely wouldn't be open at nine in the morning when I'm gonna be there mm. um and I, I just tend to get very dehydrated if I drink before a flight. So I, I will do it if I'm sort of like bored and have a lot of time at the airport, but I don't, um, I, I don't make it a rule to, to drink before a flight. I mean, when I get to the airport, if I travel with Brian, I'll be like, take the bags and just go to the bar. <laughs> I'm like, cause he doesn't drink at the airport or like, he's like not a big drinker at all, yeah. but I, that's just like. I'm at the bar. Sure. I would love, I mean, I, I, if I didn't have to fly, I would love to drink. Like most airports, like bigger airports have so many great bars and restaurants nowadays. And like usually can order on those little screens. It's like su such a fun experience now. I know. I love those weird, like United. I think it's a United thing where it's like, they have like a super terminal where you can like, just like order on the screen and oh, they yeah. can stuff to you. I love it. Yeah, it's so luxurious. Ah, okay. uh, but um, well, yeah, I'm so I am going to visit my family tomorrow for a few days, which will be nice. Uh, I haven't seen any of them since July. We saw th each other for a few days um, last summer, uh, but now my mom's all vaxxed up, and I'm sort of excited to like do a double mask and like go on a airplane I don't know why it's like sort of feels rebellious or something yeah well it's thrilling I mean I yeah. haven't been on a plane and well I mean at least a year but before that I don't remember the last place I have no idea the last time I was on a plane yeah it'll be it'll be nice uh I think you know it'll be safe enough yeah we're rounding the corner in the pandemic hopefully knock on wood knock on wood um Oh, but last week, I think I had received my little goop gifts right before we recorded and I hadn't tried either of them yet. Okay. But um, 
I did take a bath with my martini bath salts from Goop. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I, it was, okay. So first of all, you know, like everything on Goop, they're very expensive. So it's, uh, it's like $35 for, uh, like a one pound bag, which seems pretty heavy, but you're supposed to put an entire cup of the bath salts in each Mm bath. Um, my bath is like very small and you don't really have that much water in it. So I just used half a cup and I think that was plenty strong. Uh, yeah. They always tell you to use too much. I used to use the mustard bath powder from goop, which mm. was felt very like, I don't know, like English and harsh. I'm not even sure if it is English, but just, it felt like something that like some like mean grandmother would make you to make you do when you're sick, which is why I liked it. Yeah. Um, and that was another one where they told you to use the entire container. I think was only supposed to last for like four baths. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. I like halved it and it was fine. Uh, yeah, this one, it honestly, like when I first put the, it in the water, the smell is really disgusting. It's, sort of medicinal but also has like a like a rotten sort of putrid notes to it that sounds nice uh, it, I, I was sold after a while like it, it was sort of jarring to smell at first but once i was in the bath and i got used to the smell it just smelled um i mean it smelled so strong that it smelled like it was working and mm. like the smell that it leaves on your skin afterwards is not it's like a different smell it, it almost is just sort of like minty and cool i I ended up really enjoying it. That's interesting. But uh, it like, there's all these warnings on the bag. It's like, this is going to be so relaxing. Like do not, you know, drive or operate heavy machinery after using this. <laughs> it's like really overkill. And I mean, it was, you know, soothing and relatively relaxing, but I didn't, I didn't get the, the like euphoria that it promised. God, I want to take a bath so bad right now. I know it, it is really nice. Like after, after a long day, uh, I just, I wish my bathtub was bigger so I could get, I could really like stretch out. Cause I have to sort of like crawl up in the fetal position because <laughs> it's so yeah, tiny. I feel kind of depressed in my little apartment bathtub now. And I wish I had a nice big, like claw foot tub, I know. but what are you going to do? One day, one day. Yeah. Um, and then my other thing was the, the sweet kick, which I will start after I get back, uh, from the Bay area. Cause I, I want to really focus on my, my sugar, sugar detox. And I know I won't be able to do that. Um, when I'm with my family. Yeah, definitely. It's not like good while you're traveling. No, no, no. You can, like do it at home. Yeah. I definitely, you know, ate pizza and tacos and oh, like yeah. wine when I was in Joshua tree. I mean, you kind of have to just say whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're so close, hopefully, to getting back to some sort of normalcy. So I think we'll still use this pandemic as an opportunity to play a little fast and loose with the nutrition rules. Because mm-hmm. we won't have any excuses soon. I know. I know. I'm like trying to clean up my act because I think everybody, well, I don't know, but I'm definitely panicking because I've gained quite a bit of weight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to just like try to get back to, I need to try to like shape up a little bit before we get out there. Yeah. But that, I mean, so many people are in the same situation. I feel like this summer is just going to be like a slutty body positive summer. 
a slutty body positive summer. That's yeah. what I need. Everyone's just flopping around. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to flop around on the beach because I don't know what I'm gonna have to do. They're just gonna have to take me as I am. Yeah, uh, just as um, Maureen from Rent once said, take me as I am. Yeah, exactly. My my personal role model, Maureen. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, a little bit of news, not Goop related, but um, Bon Appetit related. HBO Max has bought a script for a show based on Bon Appetit called Enjoy Your Meal. What? It's written by a writer from Insecure and then um, Ryan Walker Harshorn, who was Adam Rappaport's assistant. She's like a consultant on it. Oh my God. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see what they're able to do. Hopefully it'll be... Hopefully it'll be good. And I'm I'm still like so mad. I'm becoming like um, what are those like Snyder cut people? I'm like a Snyder cut person for the reply all thing. I'm just like release the fucking thing. Oh, I know. They never will though. I know they never will. It's like uh there was like a New York Times article about like the behind the scenes at reply all. Um it's just the I whole saw, thing is so crazy. I saw it, I skimmed it. And then I just, you know, yeah. didn't read it. I just, I feel like, okay, like, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, I actually listened to the whole Goop podcast this week, which is very rare. I almost listened to it. I mean, which is almost as as shocking as that i saw it and i thought oh should i listen to this and then i was like oh no eh, i mean so now i mean now that elise is on like book leave or whatever i think gwyneth is just like doing them pretty much but they don't they're not released that often it's just like whenever gwyneth has the time yeah uh and this one was with an author called adam grant who has a book called think again and he talks about he basically it's basically like um a, an answer to the Jen Gunters of the world because he talks about logic bullies. Oh, good. I actually, that sounds good. Because uh, he, and he um, names himself as like a former logic bully who okay. use facts and expertise to bully people into thinking that they have all the answers. Yeah. Which like, you know, <laughs> I mean, people would have, will have different opinions about that because some people would say, well, if you, he, I guess he's basically saying like, you're you're not going to necessarily like convince people that you're right about something. If you're, if you're just like screaming at them saying that you're right. Mm-hmm. And they, they use the, the example of uh, like the abortion debate that it's, you know, extremely um, emotional and charged on, on both sides. And it's like, and his answer, I don't think is really useful. Cause he's like, Oh, maybe you can, uh, you can like compromise <laughs> about abortion. And I'm like, mm, I don't know that that works. Well, what does he mean by compromise? There, his example was like, well, you know, you know, you let like take an extreme example. Like, I don't think that there should be, you know, abortions at like forty weeks or something, and like uh-huh. everyone can agree on that. And that's literally like, you know, like child murder. So I guess, yeah, it's like I guess I don't think you should be able to murder a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, but and they didn't really go any further into it. Um, 
but I, I think he he's talking more about uh like the the idea that people who have had maybe success in one thing think that they are equipped to talk and have the answers to everything else. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time where people just like humiliate themselves and just, and will be very condescending because they think if they're good in one, they, if they're like experts in one area, that means that they'll just naturally be experts at everything that they try. And he uses, uses the example, he used the example, Tony Stark syndrome, which was a reference that I think he thought Gwyneth would understand. <laughs> Little did he know that Gwyneth is not familiar with uh, any like Marvel references. Did she know who Tony Stark was? She she played it off like she did, but she didn't she didn't really have anything to say. So I think she recognizes the name Tony Stark, and I think she probably even knows that like Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark opposite her. But I don't think I don't think she would able, she would be able to define like any characteristics of Tony Stark or any like plot points or anything that that Tony Stark did in the last you know 10 years yeah um but it was you know it was sort of worth listening to and that sounds kind of interesting and good actually yeah it didn't it didn't make me want to like read the book necessarily I feel like I got the gist of what he was saying but uh and Gwyneth actually had some interesting things to say about being you know a female CEO and and like imposter syndrome and learning on the job and like that you know, women obviously are um, usually ha- are more conscientious about like what they don't know, and yeah. have, than than male CEOs who uh, don't don't have as many insecurities. Right. Um, well, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like you know, I I mean, I listened to it on double speed, so it only took twenty twenty five minutes while I was making dinner, but um, it wasn't it wasn't as painful as some of them. Yeah, maybe I'll listen to it. Um, any other goop news? I mean, I don't know. I've been so checked out yeah. and we're doing it a day early. So I just, I don't know. I mean, I haven't even. You've barely, you've barely looked. You're just coming in fresh. Yeah, I'm fresh as a daisy. Uh, I have one other thing I want to mention just because um, I have a personal connection to it. But there was a, a Gwyneth Jeopardy fiasco last night, apparently. Oh no. Uh, which I, I don't have like a DVR anymore. So I, I never watched Jeopardy cause I like the, I would only watch it if I was, you know, watching it live. So I'm so, uh, I'm so not caught up on what's going on and like who's hosting or whatever, but apparently Katie Couric is guest hosting now. Okay. And there was a Gwyneth question that nobody got right. What? Um, now I'm going to, and you already know the answer, but I feel I'm like- What if I get it wrong? I'll probably get it wrong because it's a trivia question and I always free panic. It's and- pretty easy. I think you'll get it right. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I'll take movie stars for 500, please. Alex, or I mean, Katie. Okay. okay. I have an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love and an Emmy for Glee. Aggie. Gwyneth, who is Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> See, you did it. Oh my God, I did it. So you're smarter than anyone who then was on Jeopardy last night. That's right. Yeah, I think that they all got like made fun of on Twitter for, like, I don't know if it was these people last night, but there was like another easy question that they all missed. I don't remember what it was, but that was like, I, I heard I heard about. So maybe the, 
I don't know. Maybe we're losing steam over there. Maybe the I, people people just aren't as smart as they used to be. I don't know. I think it's like everyone who's on that show, or unless you're like a total genius that just is like knows everything about everything. I feel like everyone has sort of like their areas of expertise. And yeah. sometimes you get people that just don't know about pop culture. Yeah. Um, which yeah. was why I, I was so like infuriated on my episode. I didn't get any pop culture categories. I know. I can't believe you were on Jeopardy. That's so cool. It was fun. I'm really glad I did it. And I'm especially glad that I got to be there with Alex, which was very cool. It's so cool. Uh, the only other fucking piece of news was apparently there's a pe- like a show called People TV. That's just like People Magazine's YouTube show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And Gwyneth was interviewed on it. Oh, wow. A big, that seems like a big get for them, but I guess it's not. I mean, I'm sure like someone called in a favor. Like she probably has, she probably has a relationship with some people that work at people for like 25 years and feels obligated to like help them out when she can. Yes. Um, but I don't think the interview was very newsworthy. Cause like the only thing I, that they, um, sort of took from it that they were like talking about on the tabloids was, uh, about, apple borrowing gwyneth's shoes from her closet yeah and so i don't think that the the interview was very illuminating it was a puff piece they didn't ask any questions oh no 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 that's uh yeah um but that is about it other than a very big goop premiere that we will get to or i'll i have it on my newsletter or on my my list yeah, I, I have it on my list too. Although I, I didn't know about it when I first made the list, but now it's on my list. Well, let's start because this is something that I think some of our listeners might not know about because we didn't know about it until very recently. Uh, yeah. They didn't really advertise it on the newsletters or on their main Instagram feed or anything because it's yeah. a little bit of a a hidden it's treasure, a, a local secret. It's all, Yeah, it's for locals. It's a deep cut. It's really exciting and it's kind of something that we've like dreamed that Go- Goop would one day do. I think it's even better. It's better than my dreams because my my dream was a sort of like delivery service in the sense of like a, plan. yeah, exactly. Where you have to pay per month, but mm-hmm. they have launched Goop Kitchen. Which is like a restaurant it's a delivery service yeah it's it's like a like a delivery only or they do takeout too but like a delivery restaurant with these ghost kitchens that are popping up now because of the pandemic uh people aren't you know eating at restaurants so a lot of a lot of like small chains and different restaurants are operating different ghost kitchens throughout you know different metropolitan areas so they can have like a big a bigger delivery radius and have like in theory you know a bigger customer base yes so goop has started their own it is as of march 8th it is open in santa monica california um so they will not be delivering to us right now but they claim on their proprietary Instagram page that they will be opening other ghost kitchens in and around LA. So hopefully within the next few months, we will be able to get goop food delivered right to our apartments. And I literally cannot and will not wait. No, I mean, in the meantime, I think next week when I'm back from the Bay area, I am going to 
bop on over to Santa Monica and pick up some takeout and um, see for myself how this fucking goop food tastes. Yeah, me too, for sure. So I'll just spill the beans that some of these items are my things I would buy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Shall we go over the menu a little bit? Sure. Um, So, I mean, this basically seems like you know, in the, in the genre of like a sweet green. Yeah. And it's priced accordingly, which is surpri- almost surprising. I don't know. Are you surprised by the prices or not? I am a little surprised. So the, like the entrees, there's like, you know, bowls and salads and all this stuff. And they range, like the main courses range from about $12 up until, I don't know, like $16 seems to be the most expensive one. Which so is this is sweet green costs. It's about the same. Like uh, you get a, I mean, yeah, most of the salads are like twelve, thirteen dollars. Then if you, you know, if you add something, it ends up being like fifteen or sixteen. But it's like basically the same as sweet green. It's no more expensive. Um, you do in. It seems like in this menu, you do have to pay extra if you want like organic chicken. So I guess the their base meats are not organic, which might, I don't know, shock and surprise some people. But I honestly think. Oh, just prices being what they are. I'm much more like a 12 or $13 salad. It, it's like literally a hundred times more likely that I would order a 12 or $13 salad than a 16. Like if a salad is 16 or $17, I'm not ordering it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I get crazy when I get in front of that sweet green menu and you never know what I might do, but in general, if I see something getting into the $16 neighborhood, I'm Yes, I get a little shy. It's a mental block. Like if I'm at a restaurant and it's like, and the entree is like, you know, $16, $17, I'm not going to think twice about it. But like for takeout lunch, it's it's just like a a little bit of a mental block, I think. A lot for a takeout. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, But so I think it's it's smart that they're pricing it this way. And it's just going to, I don't know, it'll it'll open up, open it up to to a large... A large audience yeah to the you know and especially once people if if people start going you know back to the office for work this is going to be this is going to be a huge thing for like it's gonna be a LA game office change. culture can you imagine if they start having goop kitchens like in the mall like food court <laughs> or something i mean i would just be so happy i mean i i think that their plan is just to like keep them being these ghost kitchens for now yeah. i mean maybe if it's popular they're gonna they're gonna do more sort of like forward facing i mean and i guess if if they have takeout like it's not that i mean you can eat inside a sweet green but like it's not that different from any of these other takeout restaurants not really i mean who eats inside a sweet green um i mean i have a couple times but yeah for the most part you do a takeout i guess at this point i can't i don't really remember <laughs> yeah. how anything works. well it depends on the sweet green like the ones that aren't that like the one on La Brea is usually not that busy. So I like, don't mind eating there, but like the one in Hollywood on sunset, like no way am I ever going to fucking eat in that place. Yeah. So yeah, this menu is organized into bowls, mm-hmm. salads, and the other category is called handhelds. And that's like lettuce wraps and shit. Yeah. And then, there, and then there's like soups and desserts and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a very, it's like a perfect like lunch menu. Yeah. I have Uh, a feeling 
just based on goop and based on the price and based on what they look like, these lunches are not going to be very hearty. And I have a feeling I will still be hungry after I eat one of them, but who knows? I don't know. They look pretty big. T- I mean, who knows, but you get, I mean, with your add-ons, you could get whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so yeah, the bowls, there's a, a teriyaki bowl, a mushroom carnitas bowl, a banchan bowl, a goop metze platter and a spring salmon bowl. Yeah. And Which these first of- are my things I would buy. Okay. All of them? The goop teriyaki bowl and the mushroom carnitas bowl. And then there are other things as well yeah. that I would buy. <laughs> but, but I definitely, I feel like if I was there, I would either make my own salad or get one of those two bowls. Yeah, both of those. I mean, the the teriyaki bowl especially looks so good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all of them look great. And metze platter, I'm not. I mean, that's like I don't know. I'm. I guess because I'm so close to like Dune, I'm like, why well, get the goop metze platter? But I'm sure it's like, good. To me, my fear is that that would be like a very depressing metze platter. That wouldn't be. It just to me, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be like dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not very flavorful and like kind of a drag to eat. Cause some, yeah, sometimes those metze platters are just like little, little scoops of things with yeah. like a cold pita. And that's always depressing. It's depressing. Yeah. Can't um, okay. Next section is salads. Yeah. This is an exciting and vibrant section. Absolutely. I mean, first up is GP's Cobb, which that's, I mean, I definitely have to get that add chicken. So add chicken is $3. Yeah. Um, so then you're, then you're up to f- Fourteen ninety five, but that's like not bad for a big cob salad if it's big. Wait, do you have to add chicken? It looks like it has chicken on it. No, it doesn't. That one doesn't have chicken on it. Oh, okay. It has mushroom bacon, a seven minute egg, avocado, mild blue cheese, roasted golden beets, fresh herbs, mama lil's peppers, and pickled chisitos, little gem, radicchio, and GCC Dijon mustard vinaigrette. Yeah, but then it also says photo shown with added. Oh, with chicken. Got it. Then, um, yes. then we got a crispy rice Southwest salad, um, a spring roll salad, Brentwood Chinese chicken salad. That is so cool. I know. That's like one of the cool, I mean, it's just like, it's a great name. <laughs> it is. It's it's like, I just love, I mean, they have GP, Brentwood is obviously an homage to Gwyneth's Neighborhood. I do wish they had more like, but I guess people don't know who like Jean and Megan are or like Elise, but like, I wish they had, you know, like Megan's Metze platter or like Jean's whatever Caesar Elise's meatball soup. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Uh, But out of all these salads, which, which would you have? Oh, definitely the Brentwood Chinese salad. I mean, I mean, Chinese chicken salad, a Chinese chicken. First of all, I feel like a Chinese chicken salad is like best enjoyed in Brentwood. Wasn't it? In, I feel like it was probably invented in Brentwood. Or no, it's, I guess um, it was invented at, um, what's Chin it called? Chin right? Oh, at Chin Chin. I was thinking it was um, Wolfgang Puck's uh, Spago, but you're probably right, Chin Chin. I always thought it was Chin Chin. No, I think you're right, Chin Chin. Um, which and then Jones on third perfected it, I feel like. yeah. Um, but I'm sure that this one is fine. I does it doesn't look like it has like those crispy noodles, but you never know. It has siete grain-free wontons. 
fine. I Which, mean, it's, it's yeah, it's good. Toasted quinoa. And it's it's not gonna have that. It's not gonna have that like sickly sweet dressing that we're used to. But it's gonna be good. It'll be really good. It'll be good. Um. Then yeah, we got yeah, Suprema chopped sa- chopped salad. I never get a chopped salad. Um, miso oh, I don't have a chopped salad because it's like easier to eat. Yeah, I mean, I think it mean like by chopped they don't just mean the uh, the method of the salad, but like the actual like the Ita- like it's like an Italian it's like like chop- salami and yeah yeah like that shit provolone and stuff in it yeah. Um, then we get to the handheld category. So we got chicken souvlaki lettuce wraps. That was another really high one for me. See, for some reason for me, like the Mediterranean inspired ones, I'm less interested in. See, to me, this one looked pretty good. I don't know. Oh, and you can Uh, sub GP's Socata, which is like, uh, their version of falafel, I guess. Oh, interesting. To make but it I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Then we got our mushroom mushroom al pastor lettuce wraps, our chicken yeah. salad lettuce wraps, Exciting. our curry chicken salad summer rolls. Ooh, that actually looks really good too. It looks really pretty. Yeah. Um, this chicken salad lettuce wrap feels like that's one for mom. Like that's that feels a little bit more. Brentwood Chinese chicken salad, a chicken salad lettuce wrap. Like that's, it seems kind of like an old fashioned. Yeah. It's not as, it's not as daring. It's not as culinary, like, or culturally specific as a lot of their food. Um, yeah. It seems like definitely for, for the older, for the older crowd. I'm sure it's still good. Oh, I'm sure it's like really, really good. Oh, and it, it comes with their non-dairy ranch. Which, Which would be will be interesting to try. I love a good I love a good non dairy ranch. I hate a bad non dairy ranch. I don't think I've ever had a good non dairy ranch. I feel like the one at um, Cafe Gratitude is really good. Oh yeah, I guess at restaurants you can get a good one. I'm just thinking of like the expensive like Whole Thirty approved salad dressing. Oh yeah, at the store it's disgusting. They're never good. I can't even get a good not a good dairy ranch at a grocery store. Yeah. Actually, it's so weird. I don't know what brought this to mind, but I just started thinking about making my own ranch like mix and keeping it in my fridge. Yeah, I think you should. (laughs) I don't need the sour cream. I don't need it to be like blended into mayonnaise or something. I just want like that like salty, tangy, like parsley flavor. Yeah. And like every, every ranch that you get at the grocery store, I mean, I'll buy the most expensive one in the store. Like the the one like they have the ones that have to be refrigerated and stuff yeah, and they're the still not that good in a jar and you have to use a yeah. spoon um then we got soups we got a japanese sweet potato soup and a green chili chicken soup with chicken meatballs and yeah. cannellini, cannellini beans that one looks so good yeah you said that for me for some reason i can't do meatballs in soup oh really i don't know why it just I may have overdone it. Yeah. With like Mexican wedding soup. I, is that what it's called? Yeah, or I uh, like ab- abodinga soup. Is uh, that what it's called? The one that I always like the one at um Casita del Campo because it's free. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, with like any entree, and it's it just always puts me in a good mood because I I'm just like oh I got free soup. 
But don't you get like super salad? Yeah, and the salad there is like not, it's just like very like like pre-bagged salad with a boring dressing. So I always get the soup. Oh, Italian wedding soup. Sorry. No, I think, yeah, there's Italian wedding and I think there's also Mexican wedding soup. I, I think like. you're right, but I think I was thinking Italian wedding and for some reason I thought it was Mexican wedding soup. Italian, Italian wedding has the like really little meatballs in the pasta. Yeah, the, um, and the pasta is like little, I don't know what the type of pasta it is. It's like little, little like, ba- it's like a big couscous or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then desserts, we got some desserts straight from the Goop website, yeah. cocoa chocolate chip cookies. Which, oh no, that's not the one you made. Nut, nutty date truffles and ch- oh, chocolate date truffles are the ones that I made. Um, cause mm-hmm. it has like little coconut and chocolate and dates Ugh. and priced. I mean, priced well, two ninety five for two of them. I'm sure they're like literally like a quarter of inch in diameter. They're so tiny probably. Yeah. Um, I would skip dessert oh, if I'm here. I mean, for two ninety five, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it. See, it's to me like I think those things are never like low calorie. They're just like like healthy things like that are always really like dense calorically, yeah. and they're never as good as if you just ate like a piece of candy. So I I'm just sure. never like I I don't see the benefit to it. I just skip it. I mean, I'm not going to Goop Kitchen to to watch my figure. I'm going to pig out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, um, it is funny. Like if they if they do um, expand and have like a certain number of stores, they're going to have to start posting their nutritional information, and it'll be very interesting. It will be. Yeah, I was sort of surprised that I didn't see any nutritional information on this website because I would just think that would be kind of a part of it. You'd think. But I guess maybe they're, I mean, they're in their body positive mode. Like, let's not count calories, fuck diet culture. So are they? I mean, they, in theory, but you, I mean, there's no like double cheeseburger on the menu. No, there's um, there is a new restaurant by my house, which I'm excited to try. That's like a vegan junk food place mm. that has like, like Nashville chicken sandwiches and like impossible Big Macs and stuff. And I'm curious to see what it tastes like. I feel like um, there's that one downtown that was supposed to be like that. That was like, they had like a vegan double-double and. Oh yeah. I, don't know what I, they're called. Just, I went I to it though. It was pretty good. And then there's honeybee. Honeybee's really good. I've had that before. Yeah. This one's called like wolf walkers or something. I don't know. It's called something like with a wolf. Huh? Well, let us know. So that was, was that your best? That was my best. No. Oh, that okay. was my try. That was your try. My what best was your best. Were the bows. Okay. Um in this piece that was like one of their little breakdowns of things to buy. Um, I'm trying to pick it up, find it. Okay, here it is. It's called it's like their style thing called the prettiest details to hit the sweet spot. And they sell, they're selling like whatever, like lots of like floral prints and like fun spring, feminine, whatever. And then there are all of these bows, like this shrimp's hair bow that costs a hundred dollars, but like whatever. And then there's another little bow. And then there's a step, a four part guide on how to tie a perfect bow. 
And I felt this like childish thing reawaken in me where I, of course I had like a, a little obsession with bows and really pretty bows and like learning how to draw bows and tie the most mm. beautiful bow and stuff as a little girl. And I think I just sort of forgot about it because I felt that I was too old to ever wear another bow. But Goop is, if they're not about nothing else, they're about reminding women in their late 30s and above that they can wear bows if they want to. Absolutely. And I feel like that's a Goop thing. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start wearing fucking bows again in my goddamn hair because they're pretty. I mean, do it. I think like the older you are the younger you should dress i in my ideal world every 80 year old will look like like baby jane Jane, yeah Uh, Uh, or like betsy johnson yeah i'll just keep (laughs) do you think betsy johnson looks like baby jane pretty much (laughs) she's like downtown baby jane yeah yeah i might look something like that i feel like once you get to a certain age you just start doing whatever you want exactly my grandma just wore like head to toe khaki, like photographer's vests and khaki oh, nice. pants. Like she looked like she was going on safari. My grandma would just wear like everything, like white linen. And she, you know, dyed her hair jet black from the box till the day she died. Um, yeah. yeah. And all that, all that cold cream constantly. Her face was and like cold a cream. Yeah. oil slick. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be in bows. So I think that's cute. I like that their little historical perspective that like bows were extremely popular in the 17th century and like a status symbol. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never thought about it, but I guess, yeah, I guess if it's like you have enough, if you have like a disposable income to like tie your hair up in a bow, that was like a big deal before, you know, mass produced scrunchies rendered the status symbol obsolete. I guess, but I, I don't understand because it's like you could like literally tie a bow out of like anything. Yeah, but if you were, you know, working on the farm all day, I guess you didn't even have a rag to, a tie, rag to tie your hair. Or I guess then it was like you were like doing like a kerchief more than a bow. Kerchief was working class. Bows bow was upper class. Okay. Well, call me upper class because I'm going to do bows. Sure. Oh, you could uh, alternate too. I feel like uh, maybe next that like babushkas will come back. Yeah, I think they might. I've kind of seen them around. They were kind of, there was like a cool little like resurgence of them in the seventies. And sometimes I would mm. wear my hair like that. Cause I thought um, I like wanted to look like Rhoda. Yeah. I feel like nowadays people think that like hippie or like late sixties, early seventies clothes were sort of, Sweet gener- sweet genesis. How would you say sweet genesis? No. Sweet genesis. <laughs> I'm not saying this right. Meaning like original. <laughs> Scratch that. I didn't say it right. There's some Latin word that means like original. That's like sweet genesis. Sweet oh, genesis. like self-generating. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, my point is that th- that was like a lot of the that fashion era was like a take on uh on like 30s. Um, yes, like depression I know. era fashion and no one ever talks about that but it's true they were all dressing because everyone just dresses like their parents yeah 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 exactly um, and now we're you know economically going to be in the 30s again so we might as well dress like it yeah 
I just decided that I'm like over the 40s. Yeah, the 40s is like the most embarrassing decade. Just like swing music and that like big sort of bouffanty hair that women wore. Yeah. I'm done into it. Everyone was so like patriotic. Yeah, I guess they were just so excited that the war was over and that like we had a social safety net for the first time and there's like a GI bill. So working class people who go to college not anymore, baby. No. Those um, okay, yeah. Uh, well, let's just go on to your worst. What was that? Oh, of course, it was the Mark Hyman. Oh, God. I mean, so like, we, we're just in like a now, like a race to the bottom between fucking Hyman, Cole, and Gundry. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if all these other doctors are getting jealous because Cole has just been getting so much time with Gwyneth herself and like so much on the website or if like they're all on the same cycle and keep coming up with the same, coming out with books at the same time. But Mark Hyman has this new thing called the Pegan diet, which is like exactly what Will Cole was talking about two years ago. It's like a combination of paleo and vegan but it's not vegan at all. It has meat on it. So it's like not even vegetarian. If I was Will Cole, I'd be pissed off. Like I invented ketotarian and then this guy's coming in with Pegan. Give me a break. Like, give me a break. Exactly. I mean, and neither of them are really accurate because neither of them are vegetarian. No. Like neither of the diets are vegetarian. I think Will Cole was just like eat fish or something. I don't even know. I mean, they, none of, they all hate dairy. So there's that. I'm going to come out with the Velio diet. Yeah. <laughs> and Just make a million dollars. They're never going to be able to like really crack the code because it's never going to be vegan or vegetarian if there's meat in it. So like, it's just the regular paleo that it always has been, yeah. but whatever. So Mark Hyman is like really sketched to me. He's the head of the, functional medicine like I don't know department at the Cleveland Clinic which is so wild that the Cleveland Clinic which I guess is like a real hospital has this like whole like functional medicine wing yeah and didn't Will used to work there so I feel like Mark was Will's boss at some point or something yeah I mean I think that he's like at the head of it and then like I think they all kind of go through there yeah it's like UCB for snake oil salesman (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like the Matt Besser of functional medicine. And he, um, his whole thing, and I guess the whole functional medicine idea is that food is medicine and you can like fix everything by eating pegan or ketotarian or whatever the hell. And like, that's it. Like they do a bunch of tests and see what's going on with your you know, stool samples or whatever, and then decide, you know, you need to not eat dairy. And that's yeah, it. it's all, I mean, it's all the same, the same shit. Uh, and his, I mean, and he, I guess he gets around like calling it pegan by saying that meat should be eaten as medicine rather than food. But they say all food is medicine. It's, so yeah. I don't know. Like, Maybe he means in like the quantities, like you just have to have like a very little amount to like get your nutrients but like don't go overboard i don't know well he's like you might want to be vegan for political reasons but if your body says no then you can't do it but you know just uh do whatever your body wants 
Right. Which I mean, I, I mean, there's definitely like value in, in like feeling good when you eat and like listening to your own body, but all the shit, I mean, his little anecdotes about, um, what does he say? Uh, let's see. Oh, I was sitting at a panel once with a friend of mine who's a vegan cardiologist, as well as a doctor who was paleo. They were arguing over the benefits of the diets they followed. And I, in the middle of this ping pong between them, jokingly said that if you're paleo and you're vegan, I must be pegan. Which is like, think, I'm so glad that I wasn't a part of that conversation. <laughs> I'm only upset that I had to hear about it. Although I doubt that it ever happened. No. Um, but these people love to have these stories about like their function, like their intellectual debates that they have within functional medicine and act like they like love to have like warring where they're like sparring with each other about like human nutrition. I don't think any of it ever happens. I think they're all just like these like wanton con men who are just like trying to sell books. And I don't think that they care about what each other has to say at all. No, no, no. Yeah, they're all because they're all. I mean, I feel like there's a fair amount of groupthink in functional medicine, probably. And so there is no like, there's not much difference between any of them. So, in order to yeah. sell a book, they need to like, it's all about branding. Like, they're all saying the same fucking thing, just branding. And I don't know. I mean, there are only so many foods you can eliminate from your diet, and they all sort of want to eliminate the same general things. So, it's not. I mean, I don't really know what their point is. Yeah. The only one who really has different is kind of different is um, Gundry with the nightshades. Yeah. And that's his, that's his big claim to fame is anti nightshades. And like, you can only have beans if they've been pressure cooked. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, Cleveland clinic, you got Mark Hyman and Will Cole. They're going to be pretty similar i would i would just be like really pissed off as well cool because like i just released this ketotarian book and now this my fucking former mentor is like cribbing off of me and like trying to i don't know i think he's been saying pegan for a long time oh has he I, yeah i mean i i don't think that this is the first time i also think that this is what bill and hillary do Ugh, no thanks oh yeah mark hyman is like bill clinton's like personal nutritionist and he's the one who told him like remember when bill clinton went vegan except he still ate fish once a week oh that was mark that, hyman vegan. that was mark hyman and i think that's pegan okay so is he the one that gets the clintons their adrenochrome yeah nice and like maybe that's no where mind. will cole fell out with mark hyman because will cole was like an underage like boy who Mark Hyman was stealing his blood from to like feed to the Clintons. Yeah, maybe that's why Will Cole never. Oh my God, I I almost said something like mean about Will Cole's appearance. Oh no, we can't we can't body shame. Um, but that would be interesting if if Will Cole was the the Eve Harrington to Mark Hyman's Margot Channing. He's well. This is like, I just googled pegan diet. Which really looks like it wants to be called the pagan diet, but I guess it's not. It, yeah, I guess it's pronounced pagan, but it does, it rolls off the tongue better saying pagan. Well, pagan is just, I don't know what that, I don't even understand. But yeah, it's been around for a while. I mean, if you Google it, there are like 
pegan or paleo slash vegan. This is a Mark Hyman thing from 2014. So I think Will Cole actually ripped him off. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him. He no. ripped him off, stole his idea, rushed to Gwyneth quickly, got that book published before Mark could finish his. And now, yeah. now Mark's fucked. Well, no, Mark. I mean, Mark is still the king of functional medicine and he always will be. And Will Cole will never take that crown from him. We'll see. We'll be tracking the New York Times bestseller list to see who's on top. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, honestly, if I had to, my, I hope that Mark outsells Will just because I like personally. You appreciate the classics. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I have respect for my elders. And like, well, what, I mean, if, if Mark is aligned with the Clintons, Will needs to go full like dirtbag leftist and like get some like like AOC to like be her doctor or something. Oh yeah. I feel like AOC would be an easy get for Will Cole. And then he can get like the like the Chapo crowd to like be ketotarian. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Do you think they would? I've never listened to that show. Do you think that they would go pegan? The hosts, absolutely not. They're like they're I think they're like junk food people they're such bad boys they're, yeah they're they're bad they're, they don't care about their bodies uh well i still am on the waiting list at the library for ketotarian um or for whatever will's new book is the energy what no no that's gundry i forget whatever will cole's book what's is will's, um, new book? will's new book what is it called i completely forget it's a detox yeah right it's a new detox. It's the one that Gwyneth, the Gwyneth's COVID de- detox. I can't. It's like the anti-COVID detox. Oh <laughs> yeah. God, I wish he would just go that crazy. I, I miss. How could they have been writing about this book nonstop for like a solid month, and neither of us can remember what it's called? I have I no idea. A failure on Will Cole's part, honestly. Yeah, I, I literally have no idea what it was called, and I refuse to look it up. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for my email to come from Overdrive saying that. It's in my library. Oh, I remember. I found it. What is it called? You're going to kick yourself. Oh, my God. Intuitive fasting. Of course. Intuitive yeah. fasting. Combining. Intuitive greatest, eating. Yeah. And, and fasting. fasting. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Well, my. That was also my worst, obviously. Obviously. Um, all right. What was your craziest or your saddest? My craziest. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it was actually kind of my saddest. Did you see in that like little list of, I don't know, one of their little emails. Oh, joy story about like how to make yourself happy in your house. And then it's just like stuff you can buy. They had one of those like neon, like led signs that say shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. says you are everything but they they usually say like whatever like slay all day or like some shit like that and it's like i don't think anyone's ever liked them i mean i don't think i feel like people have been talking about talking shit about these things since they came into existence and that was like you know five or six years ago i think i feel like this is really very like i don't know maybe 2016 and they were horrific they're horrible it's the jenny holzifurcation of home decor i mean at least jenny holzer had a good font these are like 
it's all written in that like millennial script. Yeah. Ugh. It's the worst one. Like if you're doing like an Instagram story, it's like that like fake cursive shit. Yeah. It's just, I could, I can't stand it. And I just think it's like way, way beneath goop honestly i mean i'm just shocked i mean i feel like goop is like trying its best to like outrun this kind of like dated girl boss aesthetic that they're sort of like that they are kind of associated with just because like of gwyneth paltrow's story um but they don't want to be that they want to be more than that they want to like shed that and then so to like embrace this sign that says you are everything and also cost nine (laughs) hundred dollars i feel like it should cost like they should pay you to put it on the wall, but if you pay anything, I mean, I feel like it should be like, I don't know, thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, because the 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 aesthetic is very like Home Goods, TJ Maxx, and yeah, I'm sorry, but like, I mean, like you have to be a complete lunatic to spend nine hundred dollars on that. It says you are everything. I mean, what does that even mean? That means nothing. I can only think of one person that would appreciate that, and that's Lisa Barlow from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I don't know who that is, but you are probably right. She has her, she has like two like tween sons who she's decorated their bedrooms with these like, like rise and grind like pillows and stuff for her poor little sons. And she's like, she's like a more, she's calls herself Mormon 2.0. So she's just like completely caffeinated up. Is it Mormon already? Mormon 2.0? I guess technically, yeah. But she's the one who she like converted from Judaism. And so, and she's like a super girl boss entrepreneur and she drinks like 64 ounce big gulps of Diet Coke and uh, loves these, these inspirational narcissistic sayings. I was surprised. I watched the first episode of that one and I was surprised that they were like, we all drink, but we're not supposed to, but everybody does it anyway. I'm not. I guess I just really thought they stuck to it. I mean, if that's like your thing. I mean, I'm sure like a lot of, uh, you know, devout Mormons do stick to them. But like, you know, once you're, you know, once you're four or five generations out from the beginning, like people are going to fucking break the rules. I guess so. Um. Well, that is a, a good craziest because it's completely psychotic and <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, my this is sort of a craziest and a saddest. It was the um, travel without traveling, bringing Tulum, Paris, and Scotland home. I there was something on this that I really liked. Wait, so what was the Scotland? That was sort of, I mean, that was sort of what was sad about it is like how much I responded to it and was like, oh, I want to do that stuff. Um, the funniest things like each of them. I mean, they had some like normal things like oh, you know by mastering the art of French cooking and like make your own French food. Um, Watch, call my agent on Netflix. But then there was something like order bread from Paris, from Maison Poilan. And then it says price upon request for a fucking loaf of bread. Sounds really, (laughs) oh yeah. One of them is just read Outlander. Yeah, the Scotland one, they really like did not have enough things to- and watch Macbeth, the movie of Macbeth. Watch the like weird Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard version of Macbeth. My favorite thing in the Scotland one is buy Walker's shortbread, but somehow it's because it's goop. They found a version of Walker's shortbread that's $12. How is it possible? <laughs> I have no idea. 
Amazing. Although that is really good. I mean, I love, I love Walker shortbread. Okay. The best thing from Scotland though, is like uh, those, uh, those sausage rolls that you get for breakfast that are just like mm-hmm. rolls, like injected with sausage. Yeah. But I don't think that's goopy. No. Um, and then, oh, for the Tulum one, I guess there's an episode of salt, fat, acid, heat. That's all about Yucatan cuisine. Uh, I bought a Yucatan spice rub on the internet and it's really good. Mm. There's like a little, little cinnamon in there. Oh, really? Yeah. I made, um, oh, I guess I, what did I make? I don't even remember chicken. Maybe. I don't know. I made something with the Yucatan rub. It was pretty good. And buy a kimono. I don't know what that has to do with Tulum, but I guess it's like resort wear. It definitely looks like something I would want to wear if I was in Tulum. Yeah. Have you been to, I've never been to like that part of Mexico. I've never been to Mexico, which is really devastating because I've lived in California for like most of my life and I've just never been. And we actually almost went and then Brian got sick and Mm. then we, and then we were like, I don't know. And then it's the pandemic and now we're not doing anything, but we were, I like almost went a couple of years ago. Yeah. I haven't been in a long time. I went like when I was a kid several times like to Cabo and stuff with my family. And then when I was in college, I had a lot of friends that went to uh, like either San Diego state or UC San Diego. So we would always go to Tijuana. Cause I was like, you know, where you oh, can drink cool. before you were 21. Yeah. I never did that. Um, but one of the things on this list is my thing I would try. What is it? Which I guess I didn't read it carefully enough because I think there might have been more things like this, but I definitely like the Lost at the Louvre, the um, advent of the artist tour where you can like do these like Louvre tours online. It does sound fun. I always like I see these like virtual museum things and I always want to do them, but then I never do because I'm like, oh, I'd rather I actually in if I'm being honest with myself, I'd rather just like watch TV. <laughs> I know. Well, there's, and then it looks like there's also one called Exploring the Maya World that's hosted by Google or run by Google or whatever in the Tulum one. So it looks like there's cool stuff like that. I actually like things like that. I've done a couple of them since the, in quarantine. Oh yeah. Like virtual tours, like, or like talks where like someone will talk about whatever rick steves has been doing a thing that we watched one of oh uh, yeah rick like, steves what is i just bad? love him oh the way you said it it sounded like you didn't like it no i mean me and me and brian went to see him live oh yeah a long brian, time ago big rick steves fan yeah, yeah. my dad brian- was like like the first time that um my family went to uh europe when i was in college my dad was like so obsessed with Rick Steves, like every, everything we had to do for like the two weeks we were there or whatever, like had to be straight from Rick Steves books. Was it good? Oh yeah, it's great, all great. I mean, now, yeah. I feel like now he's so popular that like all of his recommendations have become like like tourist traps to some extent. Yeah. Like apparently uh, Cinque Terre, the like little, that part of the Italian coast, it, he is the person who like completely made it popular with American tourists and the people that live there, like detest him. Is that where you went? Yeah. Well, well yeah. That was like, we drove. Yeah. I, 
I don't know if we stayed. I think we like drove through it. It's really pretty. Yeah. I want to go to Europe. I know. I know. <sighs> Although if I go to Europe, it'll probably just be Newcastle, but whatever. It's fun. Still, I, I was going to say it's on the continent, but it's really not on the continent. It's not on the continent and it's not in the EU anymore. So it's just. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. real, uh, some real, real Brexit way. vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the uh, drag queens from Drag Race UK is from around there. I forget. He's from, I think he's from Nottingham, actually. Is that close to Newcastle or no? I don't think so. Oh, never mind. It's yeah. northern. Newcastle is just like really far north and everybody there thinks that every other place is like nowhere. They don't think anything else is like really north. Okay. Oh, because you're they're like the northeast of the norths. Yeah, they're like practically Scotland. They're like an hour away from Scotland. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like the San Diego of uh, England, an hour away from Tijuana. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. I would try, this is sort of a stretch. Um, there's an article called Seven Tools and Supplements for Fitness and Focus. And I would like to try all of these seven tools and supplements for fitness and focus, but I mostly just want to celebrate the goop employee that they profile named David Lee, who like is like a hot guy. And I was just thinking like, why doesn't goop hire more hot guys and profile them on goop? Like it's such a no brainer. Yeah. I thought you would like this. It felt very masculine. It was like, it looked, it was like guys working out. Yeah. No, it is like, it's like he has these supplements and he uh, has like a, like, you know, expensive headphones and he takes nerd alert, you know, like all masculine men do. Yeah. <laughs> but I just was aesthetically like, oh, you're fucking hot as shit. And like, why doesn't Goop hire more hot guys? It's like, I think women like don't want to listen to or pay attention to hot guys. About oh. stuff. Like when I, I didn't even read this, I just saw that I was just like, oh, this is like a men's thing. And I just like, didn't even read it at all. So that's probably why. I guess I, yeah, I didn't realize the, the female brain doesn't, I guess maybe gay guys are just always on the, the hunt for a, a picture of a hot guy and women, you know, like to separate their, <laughs> I don't know, their feelings. If I see a picture of a hot guy, I, it means nothing to me. And I, I, I don't, and if I see like a piece of media, like a magazine or something, and there's like a man who's like, I wrote this book or like, I'm going to tell you about fitness. Like yeah. they really need to go above and beyond to like explain to me why I should listen to them as a man. I no, guess. I guess. I, I get know. it. I guess I'm just like, like with goop, we get so few images of men and it's like, then it's like just looking at Will Cole. So, and these like disgusting doctors. So I was just like very, mm um, thrilled that we got, and this guy is, a he's a research scientist. So I guess he's working under Gerda. Maybe Gerda's the one getting those hotties in there. Gerda seems like the type. Ger yeah. Gerda, you know, you have to put in your headshot along with your resume for Gerda. Yeah. <laughs> what if Gerda's me too? By this guy. By this guy. No, I don't even want to put that in the universe. I would be too horrible if yeah. you can't have a me too scandal. No, no, no. Oh my God. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, David Lee, a yeah, star is born. Is like, like by the foam roller. Yeah. 
yeah, he likes, he has an MS in sports nutrition. That's such like a good bro degree to get from the University of Colorado. I mean, that's like perfect. I mean, that's it. That's like peak masculinity. Yeah. Uh, and he's a fan of high intensity interval training and Oh, the, the, the women um, caught him doing several dozen pushups in his office between meetings. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like goopy. That's definitely goop for men to me. Oh, for sure. Um, and like goop, you know, inconsistently tries to like cater to a male audience. Like occasionally they'll, they'll launch something and then quickly abandon it. Yeah. Um, but maybe um, David Lee is the one to really to put it over the edge and, and become you know, become a goop icon in the same way that, that Gene and Megan have. He could. He could. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Uh, all right. Oh, bye is those salads. Yeah. The mine. Yeah. Well now I really actually want the chicken salad wrap. Really? I mean, it sounds good, but like there's definitely a half a dozen things on that menu that I'd order before the, the chicken salad wrap. To me, a chicken salad wrap is like very similar culturally to a Chinese chicken salad. Yeah. I'm always like, whenever there's any sort of like lettuce wrap thing or like even like a, you know, if you go to a, a Middle Eastern restaurant and it's like, oh, uh, you got a wrap versus a platter. I'm always just like, they're scamming you because they're giving you like a lot less food for almost the same amount of money. Mm. And so I am always going to go for like a bowl or a salad rather than like a wrap. No, you're probably right. To me, there's something intoxicating about eating a lettuce wrap. Oh, I agree. Like, it, well, it's like if you're eating out and like sharing, like, I don't, I don't want to eat a lettuce wrap at home necessarily, but like, it is a great, it is a great appetizer. It's making one. me hungry. Even like the fucking like PF Chang's lettuce wraps are so good. Look, PF Chang's knows what they're doing. I mean, I feel like anytime I've eaten there in the past two decades, I've been disappointed, but when they first arrived on the scene, it was, I mean, it was like a, it was a, a revolution in dining, let's say in Walnut Creek, California in about 1997 when BF Chang's opened. I believe you. I've only been there once and I had the lettuce wraps maybe twice. Yeah. Um, I had the lettuce wraps, but I love any lettuce wrap. Sure, sure. Um, I would buy, oh, I would, the thing I would buy is from uh, Godfrey's Guide this week. It was a really good Godfrey's Guide. I thought it was good too. Um, so Jean, um, okay, so he, her, the backstory for this is, well, she starts, she says, you know how suddenly everyone you know is whispering about some hot new thing? First, I heard of the rich cream from Augustinius Bader, and all of a sudden, it was all I was hearing about. All I was getting beauty questions about, have you heard? Is it as great as people say? I had to get a hold of some, and somehow I did. And then once she gets a hold of it, she realizes that it is not up to goop clean beauty standards. So she, even though she likes it, she's silenced and unable to talk about it on goop. Wow. But then I'm sure there was some backstage negotiating, perhaps like a, you know, a horse's head in the bed of somebody. <laughs> but uh, suddenly, miraculously, the Augustinius Bader rich cream 
took out a few of their problematic ingredients. And while Gene was writing out COVID at an upscale cabin in Morris, Connecticut, she tried the new version of the Augustinius Bader rich cream and surprise, surprise, it was even better than it used to be. Amazing. Great. Just the storytelling ability unparalleled. Said closing the cap was like the satisfying silent, but sturdy click of the, of a Mercedes door closing. I mean, uh, like Tolstoy, Dickens, Toni Morrison, Jean Godfrey June. Kat Marnell just re recommitted to her and like, again, said what a, what an inspiration she was. And one of her, Kat Marnell keeps going on Twitter and writing these like long threads about like, just like saying crazy stuff about celebrities or whoever, and then deleting them. A lot of the time it's about Lindsay Lohan. She like really hates Lindsay she Lohan. hates Lindsay Lohan. She wrote a long piece about it. Um, yeah. But she just went on and said that, um, I guess people were saying that she was influenced by um, Elizabeth Wurtzel, who wrote Prozac Nation. And she went on a long tear about how she wasn't. And she actually thought Elizabeth Wurtzel was really annoying. It's crazy because it was literally one random Twitter user that just sort of like mentioned her and Elizabeth Wurzel in the same breath. And it just set Kat Marnell off completely. She was like, stop comparing me to her. I guess she does. She used to get compared to her a lot. It makes sense. Cause it's, yeah, it's that like, you know, that like confessional girl, whatever aesthetic. Um, but like Elizabeth Wurzel has passed away. Like just be a little graceful and just don't say anything. Maybe. I don't know. Anything. Cares. And then she said the only people who inspired her were Brett Easton Ellis and Jean Godfrey June. And, and Sames, the, the, the graffiti artist graffiti who was artist. addicted to PCP. Yeah. Sort of, Perfect yeah. trio of influences. Which is like, yeah, that's about right. I mean, all like, great writers should have like eclectic influences. So I, that's like cool, but it was just, I mean, and I don't, I don't particularly like Elizabeth Wurzel any, like, I've, I don't think I've any, I've read any of her books and she, whatever. I mean, I loved Prozac Nation because I thought that like Gen X was like the coolest generation mm-hmm. ever and Prozac Nation was so great and whatever. When you said, when you said Gen X in my head, I thought her character in the book's name was Jen, J-E-N-X. X? Yeah. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, um, no, it's a but, memoir about herself being on Prozac. Pro, that's, yeah. I mean, it was really, I remember like, it, like the, they had the, they did the movie version with Christina Ricci. It just sort of all passed me by, I guess. I also just don't think, I mean, now everybody's on meds and yeah. talks about it constantly, but I think at the time it was like a little more taboo to talk about being on like Prozac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was like sort of, I mean, cause those SSRIs really didn't start until like the nineties in for like a, you know, big chunk of the population. So it was definitely like a big deal to talk about that, especially for a young woman. Um, 
I love how Kat Marnell was like, how dare you compare the two of us? She like went, went to an Ivy league school and she was from new England. I'm from the suburbs of DC and my parents didn't get divorced. Oh yeah. But she did go. I mean, I don't know if Kat Marnell went to college, but she definitely went to like an expensive. She went to acting school. That was in her memoir. She like, she was like an acting student in New York. I read her memoir, but I think it, I just don't remember. I just remember, but I do remember her talking about like, she did her dad's, her dad was like a psychiatrist and she would like steal meds, like samples. Yeah. She's like the only time I've ever taken SSRIs was when I like snorted them when I was 12 to try to get high. But she, yeah. But then she got into like Adderall. Yeah. Oh boy. And then from there. Boy, did she ever get into Adderall. It exploded. Mm. Um, there we go. I think we've covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And then some, we really did. This was a, a good comprehensive episode of goop yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is this going to go up a day early? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll save it and I'll, I'll, I'll put it up, uh, tomorrow when I'm at my mom's house. Everyone's listening at a normal yeah. time. <laughs> Real interesting. Um, okay guys. Uh, thanks for listening go on our patreon um subscribe mm-hmm. if you haven't you get some good bonus podcast episodes or don't and um just give us a five-star rating or a nice review we got a couple of uh nice reviews new ones which were really um thoughtful and i yeah. i don't like reading them aloud because it feels like i don't know it feels narcissistic or something but just know that we appreciate them and we love them thank you so much for writing reviews, for listening, for just being here with us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.